My name is Isabel Clausen, the host of the Girl God's Got You podcast. This podcast was created to remind women that girl, God's got you, and he wants to help you live the life you were created to live. Have you ever struggled with believing in yourself, having fear about navigating your future, understanding your life purpose, or managing overwhelming stress? Well, if you've gone through any of these experiences, then this podcast is for you. And I want to encourage you that no matter what you go through, no matter what you think of yourself, no matter how much someone hurts you, no matter what level of self-confidence you have, no matter how much fear you have about the future, God is here for you no matter what. Girl, God's got you, and He always will. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Thank you so much for coming back to another episode today. I am quite excited for this episode because this is the first time I'm recording my episode in my own apartment. Yay! I am very thankful. I think that the past couple weeks have been extremely wonderful and I'm so blessed because for years the concept of living on my own sounded scary but wonderful and I'm just going to say I've had the best week and a half of my life. Like, honestly, I mean, there's been great moments in my whole life, but being able to move in, start financial independence, start a job, I'm just so grateful, especially during these crazy times. And all I keep telling God is thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm just so excited to be recording the first podcast episode in my apartment. So I can't wait. I hope that you love this episode today. It is all about God's faithfulness, and it's based off the idea that God puts a comma where we normally put a period. And the reason I want to talk about this is this phrase kind of came up in church today when I'm recording this. It's a Sunday evening, so that's nice. I don't know when you're listening, but it's a Sunday evening. And in church today when I was watching it online, this phrase popped in my head. And I remember listening to this phrase in a video I watched a couple years back. And I actually wrote a blog post on this topic years back. Um, And I want to, in a few minutes, share an excerpt from the video that I took this from. I will link the video in the show notes so you all can watch it. It's super impactful, very powerful, encouraging. I truly love it. And the power of words that this gentleman has, his name is John Jorgensen, Jorgensen, not sure. He's, He's a really good spoken word artist and he also has a podcast too, so I don't I don't really listen to it that much, but he's just a Christian content creator. So I watched this video a couple years back, and just in church today, it was talking all about David and Goliath, and I just thought of this phrase that I heard before, God puts a comma where we normally put a period. And it's all about God's faithfulness and him seeing the bigger picture, even when we don't that often. I know one of my recent podcast episodes was feeling aimless, and it kind of is based off this same idea. But the reason that I felt kind of inspired to talk about this topic is for quite a long time, I felt like I was putting a period on my life. I thought I was just settling. I thought I was having this one path. And not necessarily that it was bad, but I just now realize it's not the path God wanted for me. And my life in just the past couple months has changed so dramatically, but it has been for the best. And so I kind of want to walk 
you through this idea of choosing to let God put a comma where you normally would put a period, choosing to step out of your comfort zone, choosing to trust God, seek him and let him change your life. Because even though some things are scary, even though we want to stay in the routine of things and keep going how our life is, sometimes our life actually isn't going in a good direction. And sometimes we need to make a change. Sometimes we're just putting a period on our life and we're choosing to go one way and, and not move around. But oftentimes, we, or all the time, we have to let God direct it. And sometimes that means he puts a comma on our life and changes our life in a different direction that actually has more blessings than we could ever imagine. So before I do dive into this topic, I want to go through the standard procedure of sharing my favorite song lyrics as well as my favorite quote. And these two, you know, quotes and song lyrics, they're going to sound sappy because they are all about, you know, love and it's an Ed Sheeran song and this cute quote. And you could take it however you want it, but I do also want to relate it to Jesus' love, specifically with the topic today. And that is the fact that Jesus puts a comma on some situations in your life because he loves you and he knows what's best for you and he will always pursue you. And he is just so in love with you. Like God is so crazy about you and wants your life on this earth to be filled with freedom and he wants to be filled with joy. And if you're going through a hard time that's not abundant and it's continually tearing you down, God does not want that for you. So I'm going to be sharing just, you know, these song lyrics and quotes and it does sound cute and romantic and it could be taken that way. And I think they're really beautiful quotes and song lyrics, but I want you to think of it in the sense of Jesus's love. And I'll explain that a little bit more. Uh, but the Ed Sheeran song that I want to share, it's called How Would You Feel? And Ed Sheeran wrote this for a woman, and he's telling her, how would you feel if I told you I loved you? Pretty cute. But I want you to think of this in the sense if Jesus said this to you. And I want you to picture yourself in kind of a sad, dark moment that you've had in life where you're feeling down, you don't feel good about yourself, you feel lost, confused, rejected, whatever emotion you're feeling. Think back to a time where you're feeling in it, like you're in a dark place. Or maybe right now you're in the dark place. And I want you to picture Jesus coming up to you, giving you a big hug, and I'm going to be reading some of these lyrics, and I want you to picture Jesus telling this to you, okay? How would you feel if I told you I loved you? It's just something that I want to do. I'll be taking my time, spending my life, falling deeper in love with you. So tell me that you love me too. Now, once again, those are pretty romantic, sappy lyrics. I think it's a beautiful song. But think about this. This is exactly what Jesus told us through the whole Bible, the whole history of the Bible. God has told this to us. What if I told you that I loved you? What if I told you I want to die for you? What if I told you I want to live a sinless perfect life to set the example for you so that when I die, when I go to heaven, you will have the example of how to live a fulfilling life filled with sacrifice, filled with hard work, but also filled with joy. What if I told you that I love you and want to give you everything? And just like the song says, it's just something that I want to do. You see, God didn't have to send his son to earth to die for us. Jesus did not have to come down, but he wanted to. He chose to. And so when we're facing hard times in life and we're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm settling for this life that I don't know if I even want. I feel darkness. I, I don't see a light. I don't see the joy. I don't see the passion. Just understand this idea that Jesus loves you so much. And how would you feel if he looked you in the eye and said, I love you? Like, well, How would you feel? You would feel this immense joy. And God wants you to have that joy every single day. That's why he sent his son to the earth. 
because he wants us to live in freedom. And you can feel this joy and this abundance every single day when you choose to put your life in God's hands and when you choose to let him put a comma on your life rather than just settling for the period you're putting on your life. And before I move on to the quote that I want to share, this last verse in this lyric, so tell me that you love me too. All Jesus wants in return for all the loves he, love he gives us is for him to be the savior of your life, to be the king of your heart. And he so badly wants us to love him back. He wants us to share our actions and manifest love through our actions. He wants us to honor him and glorify him through our words, through our work, through the legacy we want to live. He wants us to love him back because he knows that when we take in his love and we choose to love him back, it's then that we will have true abundance and joy regardless of the circumstance. So I, I love this song. It's such a beautiful song. I would encourage you to listen to it and also, you know, think about it in the sense of the Jesus aspect, how much he loves us. And he just wants us to love him back. And he wants us to know that no matter what, he really wants us to have this joy. So anytime you're feeling down, confused, think of Jesus giving you a hug and saying, how would you feel if I told you I loved you? Because every time I think of Jesus' love, I feel so much better from having a bad day. And even if I'm having a great day, Listening to Jesus and understanding how much he loves me, just put the cherry on top. So with that being said, go check out that Ed Sheeran song. It's beautiful. The quote is also all about love, so I guess we're in a, a lovey mood, but it's by a man named T. Tolis. I don't know the background. I apologize for not researching him. I hope he's a good person. But I saw this quote. I don't even know where I saw this quote, but I kind of made a graphic of it a while ago just because I like doing that when I see nice quotes. And uh, just a really beautiful quote. And some of the, the the words in it, I'm not sure how much I agree with the specific parts, but I'll go into that. So, to love is nothing. To be loved is something. But to love and be loved, that is everything. So the one main point of contention I have with this quote is to love is nothing. I think obviously to love someone, to love Jesus, to love the people in your life, that definitely is important. But I think what this gentleman meant when he said this, I hope this is a guy, this could be a girl, you know, T. Tolis could stand for what? Theodore, Theodora, um, Terry, I don't even know. I, I should just look up the name. But this could be a girl, a guy, I don't even know. But what this person I think meant was, you know, to love is nothing. I think sometimes people uh, choose to love others and they don't have a lot of backing behind it or maybe they choose to love others in you know halfway they don't choose to have the full selfless love so maybe that's what he or she meant when he said that I think to love someone does mean a lot to love God to love your family it is not nothing it's something but the main point of this quote uh, that I, I think is important is to give love and receive love and specifically talking about Jesus in that sense when we are filled up by his love and we choose to love him back with our hearts, with our actions, with our life. That is everything. That is all we need. And when we're able to do that, we could stop settling for these periods that we put on our life. We could stop settling for just, um, oh, this is it. This is all I have. I'm sad. I, I'm not living in abundance. You know, oh, well. Instead of settling for that, we could feel God's love. We could think, hmm, I'm in love with Jesus. He's in love with me. I know that there's abundance. There is something more to life than just this. And then once we understand that and understand the immense love we have for Jesus, it's then that we can have the courage to let him take control of our life and let him change around a few things and essentially change the trajectory of our lives. 
So even though this quote, I don't agree with all of it, I thought it made a good point, and it's kind of, um, it has some good poetry in it. I think it's quite a beautiful quote. So, favorite quote, favorite song lyric, take it how you want it. I know I kind of related it to Jesus, but you can relate it to anything. So that is favorite quote and favorite song at the moment. It changes all the time, you know, but hope you enjoyed it. Now, I want to get into the main uh, juicy details of this podcast. I wrote a bunch of notes. I hope it makes sense. I know my last podcast is a little bit chatty, but um, I have a little more structure to this one. So I want to just go off the phrase, don't put a period where God puts a comma. And I'm going to insert that excerpt from the that video of that gentleman named John Jorgensen. Jor- Jorgensen, I should, I, I feel like I'm just, I don't even, I should research these names first. I, I, I promise that I, I do, I do agree with what this guy is fully saying in this section. I, and I, I should research, but his name's John, okay? Let's, let's just go with that. And so I'm going to read this excerpt from this video that he did, and just super beautiful, great, great words, great poetry. He's, once again, a spoken word artist. I think that's what he's really known for. And he just has a lot of good content, so I would suggest that you watch. And also, too, him and his wife make videos about marriage and dating and about living on mission, so if you're into that kind of thing, uh, he has a lot of good content. So I'm just going to be reading a section from the video. I will not do it justice because he's a really good speaker, but I will do my best. So I'm going to start it off. If there's one thing we learn from the scriptures, it's that we can never place a period where God has placed a comma. Because when all other options have been worn out, when circumstances couldn't get worse, when everything else has failed, get ready. Because that is exactly where God shows up. Because Joseph became a second in command. The Red Sea parted. Gideon won without lifting a weapon. Goliath's head was on a plate. Esther spoke and the king listened. Daniel tamed the lion. The oven felt like room temperature. Nineveh repented. Peter became the rock. Paul rejoiced. Twelve basketfuls were left over. Lazarus was just kidding. Timothy built a church. Abraham built a family. The youngest son came home to a party. The walls of Jericho became a tumbling down. And Jesus Christ pulled off the resurrection, defeating sin and death, and the creation that had been marred for so many years ago was now restored for all time. With God, what seems like a hopeless situation is not only possible, it's favorable. Because only God can turn a mess into a message. Only God can turn a trial into a triumph, a test into a testimony, and a victim into a victory. His power is made perfect in weakness. So let us rejoice in our trials and hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. Because he who promised is faithful, was faithful, and will always be faithful, no matter how hopeless the situation. Now, that whole section is super powerful. I don't know if you liked listening to the words or if I did it justice, but just watch the video, okay? It's wonderful. And those words in it, especially at the end, really, really spoke to me. And so the two things I really took from this is first, when John said that God could turn a mess into a message, a test into a testimony, or a victim into a victory, and how God could change the trajectory of your life from something that's eh or something that's really bad into something actually beautiful and actually life-giving. And the thing we have to realize is that we were born into freedom. We were born beautifully and wonderfully made, and we were born with the opportunity to wake up every morning with a clean slate. 
So since we have this freedom, we should not settle in life. We should live in abundance because every day is a new day and we're a new creation. And the other beautiful thing about this is that we need to use our freedom to learn from our mistakes, learn from our past, and ask God for help. And there's a beautiful Bible verse from Ephesians. It's verses uh, chapter 4, verses 22 through 24. And it states, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off the old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And I'm pretty sure I've shared this passage uh, in my podcast episodes before, but it's just so true. When we regard our former way of life, we don't have to sit there. We don't have to sit in pain, sadness, sin. Every moment is a new moment, okay? We don't have to wait till you know, New Year's to make that New Year's resolution. Every day could be a New Year's resolution. So what we have to understand is that God could turn the mess into a message. He can turn the test into a testimony. He could turn the victim into a victory. But it's our job to let God take control. It's our job to believe that he will take control. It's our job to believe that he loves us. You know, how would you feel if I told you I loved you? If Jesus said that, we have to fully understand that, wow, Jesus does love me. Wow, he is looking out for me. Wow, I need to give my life to him. It is our job to surrender and it's our job to respect that God has the power to change our lives. It's our job to believe that God will put a comma where we oftentimes put a period. And the second thing I, I really took from this video from John is that God's power is made perfect in weakness. And this, this is something that I think is super important because we have to be humble in the fact that we are weak. We are sinful. We can't do life on our own. So the fact that God's power is made perfect in our weakness, I truly think one of the reasons why this is so is because when we accept that we're weak and when we're humble, and then when we surrender to God and say, hey, I cannot do this on my own, it's then that God's power is made perfect. It's then that he is able to transform our lives. He's able to put that comma on our lives, change the trajectory, and offer abundance. Where you see no hope, where you feel like there's no end, where you don't see the light, where you put the period, where God puts a comma, he sees a vision and a way out. Even if you can't see it, he does. You see, God didn't put you here for you to suffer be hurt, or be afraid. He put you on this earth to make a difference in the world, and he began a good work in you and will carry it out into completion. So when you are at a breaking point and you are tired of the overwhelm, confusion, and sadness, I challenge you to pray to God and ask for a clear sign. There's been quite a few monumental times in life where I say, hey God, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know what's going on, but if this is your will, show me a clear sign that this is what I need to do. But if it's not your will, please take it away from me. Do whatever you can to take it from my life. Ask God for a clear sign. And he will show up. If you continue to surrender to God, if you continue to be in the word, he will show you a clear sign. And what I would challenge you to do is to also um, seek the Holy Spirit. He will communicate with you. And sometimes he communicates through people. So I challenge you to keep on pursuing and keep seeking wisdom, especially through close friends and loved ones. 
because God can work through them. He could be the one to, you know, transform what they're thinking to tell you. So I would challenge you to reach out to your close friends if you feel like you're putting a period in a place where God may be putting a comma, but you don't really know what the comma is. And maybe you're afraid to ask him to put a comma on your life because you don't want to change your life because you don't want to step out of your comfort zone. So I, I do challenge you if you're kind of struggling to hear God, ask advice from other godly people and you'd be surprised how much God is able to speak through people. Uh, and also, too, on another note, when we're trying to figure out how to react to big decisions in life, and we're trying to be humble about our weakness so that we can let God intervene, it's important to realize that as Christians, we're judged by how we react to things. The more close we get to God, and the more we're trying to live our life for Him, there's a target on our backs. The devil is trying to get after us. He's trying to pull us down. But also, I think people who are unbelievers or people who are considering Christianity, maybe just have a weak Christian faith, they're probably looking at you and they're trying to think, okay, how is this Christian reacting? So when we're faced with hard things in life, we should turn to God first. We should ask him for advice first. We should be humble about our weakness first and say, hey, I can't do this on my own. I'm going to be just extremely humble, extremely open. I need your help. And when we do that, people could realize, wow, this person really is depending on God. There's an in interesting quote by C.S. Lewis I was reading. I'm trying to read the book, Mere Christianity. I started it a while ago. Like, by a while ago, I mean a couple years ago. And I'm trying to read it some more. But one of the lines uh, was, We have failed to practice ourselves the kind of behavior we expect from other people. And I think that's something interesting to note based off of this idea of having a target on our backs. Because whether you're Christian or in the fact that you have a really deep Christian relationship or whether you're just trying to figure it out, I think that we think that the model Christian is someone who prays every day, reads the Bible every day, fully depends on God. And I think that's what you know a solid Christian does. They put their whole trust and their life in God even when it's hard and even when times are bleak or when times are great. They continue to trust the unchanging unconditionally loving God, okay? And so we think that's the model of Christianity. But if we're Christian, and we think that's the model, just like C.S. Lewis says, we have failed to practice the kind of behavior we expect from other people. I think it's easy for us to think, oh yeah, Christians, they of course depend on God, and he's the Lord and Savior of, the, of their lives. But when we try to do it as Christians, it is very hard sometimes to practice it ourselves. And so when we're trying to figure out where to go in life, we have to practice what we preach. We have to practice what we believe. When we don't understand what's going on in life, when we feel hopeless, when we feel at a loss, we have to voluntarily say, okay, God, I'm depending on you. I'm surrendering to you. Please put a comma at this point in my life where I think there's a period. I don't see an end. I don't see a light at the end of a tunnel. Please change my life. Help me not settle for less. Help me live in abundance, and I will follow your signals. I will change my life. I am trusting you. I will step out of my comfort zone because I'm giving it all to you. That is what it means to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Okay, that is what it means for him to, to trust him and ask for strength. And so it's something that we as Christians, we can't just talk about it. We actually have to do. And it is so hard, though, to step out of our comfort zone and change our life. But just on a personal note, I want to tell you that it is so worth it. I have been feeling oh, so blessed these past couple weeks because I've been surrounded by so many new friends and loved ones. I was for a while I was going to work for a life insurance company which you know no shade to life insurance but I've been wanting to work as a partner with my dad in um, the family finance business since I was 15 years old and I was kind of putting a period on my life where God was trying to put a comma and I finally just surrendered to him and I, I reached the tipping point the breaking point I said okay God like 
you're in control. And even though it was hard, it was scary. There were bumps in the road and I, I had to be strong and ask God for strength and do my best to think logically. But at the end of the day, after letting him put a comma on my life and essentially changing the whole trajectory of my life, I am living in so much more joy, peace, and abundance than I ever thought I ever would be able to. And just think of this as a living testament. If you're stuck in a hard place and you feel like you need to make a change, you feel like something's not right, please listen to the Holy Spirit. Please ask him to give you signals. Please ask him to give you opportunities and then take those opportunities. Even if it's scary, even if you don't know the outcome, just trust him because let me tell you, God knows things way better than you do. He has a much better plan than you have and he will take care of you no matter what. So if you're kind of thinking, oh, I feel like I'm putting a period on my life when I know God wants to put a comma, but I don't want to do, I don't know what to do. I just want to assure you that it's better just to have God change your life and see where it goes rather than living in just complacency and settling for a life that maybe isn't what's best for you. Maybe at the time you thought it was what you wanted, but you know, sometimes our life changes. Sometimes we grow up, we go through experiences and it's okay for life to change. But I just want to assure you that God has a beautiful, wonderful plan for you. And he really does have you. God's got you, okay? And he has this beautiful gift of life that he's been creating. He's been creating this wonderful plan in your life. And the moment you were born, he knew where he wanted your life to go. And so even if stuff happens and it shifts and your, your life isn't going where God wants it to go, if you ask him into your heart, ask him to change your life, he will show you peace and abundance. He will. I'm telling you that he will. And I just, um, I would, I would love for everyone to just trust God and have him change change their life because it's not easy it's not going to be easy it's going to be hard it's going to be harder to make the decision to trust god with your life but at the end of the day it is the best and most fulfilling decision so i hope you all enjoyed this podcast episode today i'm going to be having a podcast episode with the parents soon so look forward to that i hope that you have a great rest of your week and i will talk to you next week bye